This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong and Dave Schrader talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, is Dave. Dave, you're looking very yellow today. I am feeling very yellow. I don't know what that means, actually. I know. I'm feeling very neon. I wasn't calling you a coward. No, okay. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'm not I calling you that, a yeller. If I was you calling you a yeller, I'd be a jerk, and I'm not feeling like a jerk today. Not Just not today. Not today. Okay, that's good to know. Not yet. So I was wearing this jacket, this neon yellow, it's Nashville Soccer Club jacket. Uh, I was wearing it at a, my daughter's soccer tournament this weekend, and all the referees were pretty much wearing the exact same thing. I was told to take many steps back so people would not be confused who's making the calls on the uh, field. So just to be clear, I was just a, a screaming parent, yelling obscenities, trying to get thrown out of a youth soccer game. So that's just what I do every weekend. There you go. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. That's Thanks, good. Aaron. Yeah, that's there good. you go. I'm glad. Yellow card, yellow jacket, whatever. Yeah. That's that's right. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. That's and right. That, and that so- cold- I was just gonna say, with that uh, that 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 uh, unexpected introduction of another voice, that is our special guest today, our friend Mary Wiley. Hi, Mary. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Always we, a pleasure. We've got a best-selling author in our midst. I mean, oh, Aaron, well, you, this Dave. is this is big. T- <laughs> no, not you, Aaron. Sorry, not you. <laughs> Sorry. I've sold tens of copies, Dave. Tens of copies. We're all. We're all proud of that, and we're working on that, Aaron. Okay, yes, that's we, true. We've been talking about that for a while, <laughs> but no, we we need to introduce Mary Wiley because Mary is like legitimate big time best selling author. You may not <laughs> have heard of her. Asterisks. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. And we're <laughs> going to talk about a lot of things today, but one of them, I'm just going to start with the story. So, uh, Mary, you guys, we've had Mary on before. It's been a while, been a few years, Mary. We talked about uh, kids' books, right? Uh, And we talked about your podcast then. But um, after I left um, B&H, Mary took my position, which made me very happy because Mary is awesome. And um, as she was, you were in, I think just like your digital position, but you were getting into leading book marketing campaigns. I, I think I had you come with us to go to Christian book up in uh, North of Boston and we get in the room and it's not me, but I think it's Rick Shear who just casually mentions, uh, uh, Mary Wiley, she wrote, uh, the gospel story. And if you've ever seen a room go bonkers, especially a bunch of people who work in Christian books go nuts, they were like amazed that we brought a best-selling author with us because they've sold hundreds of thousands of copies of one of Mary's books, by the way, The Gospel Story. And I mean, they literally, they've sold hundreds of thousands of copies, just like, uh, you know, Lifeway House and so on. And uh, I mean, they thought it was the coolest thing. We brought a best-selling author with us because Mary had written it. It's not. It's a pretty strong flex. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. 
it's not war and peace, but it's <laughs> it's something just a little bit shorter than war and peace, right? Mary, why don't you a tell little, a little bit about it? It's a little shorter. It's like 36 pages long through the gospel story. It's really a booklet. Um, so I was shocked to see how excited they were. Uh, did not expect to be recognized at all uh, for something what that seems so small, but apparently they really love it. So here we are. But this is a big moment for us as a podcast, Aaron, because I don't it's think true. we've had such a best-selling author have sold it. so many copies yes, have. all in one. I don't, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to go sure through we, a list. Well, no maybe, disrespect to maybe Kent Kruger and oh, Kent, maybe. Sorry. Okay. Sure. Kent, okay. So maybe. in our, but in our sphere, in our, in our, in our Christian subculture, on top. Ghetto, okay. Um, <laughs> In the ghetto that we work in, Mary is the top of the top right here. Uh, and we have her on. Ghetto. Oh. I've always wanted that title. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the episode title, too. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Oh, this, I is, love it. this is not meant to do wonders for your career. What this is, <laughs> is to provide pure entertainment for just Aaron and Dave, hopefully our listeners, Perfect. too. Dave, I'm actually worried about what the effect is that uh, that this is going to have on my career is going to be so <laughs> I'm I'm mildly concerned about that okay. mildly only that's it but Mary I'm definitely more concerned so uh, so really no it is Mary it is fun like yeah Mary you that that is a wonderful book that has impacted hundreds of thousands of people and it's really cool what was it like to put that together because you were like a younger writer then I mean like you hadn't written a ton of like longer form content right no, yeah, I was serving on the gospel project team at Lifeway, uh, working in curriculum. And so that's kind of how that came about. And, uh, you know, when you think about, hey, let's let's write for kids through the story of scripture in 36 pages, and you think that's pretty easy. And then you start trying to distill scripture down to 36 pages, and you realize you may be signed up for something that's not as easy as you thought. So it was stretching for me, for sure, to say, okay, what really is foundational? What is necessary? Uh, what stories do we have to include versus which ones can wait for another iteration or wait for, you know, when they're reading a bigger storybook Bible and which ones have to be included now? Yes. Uh, there's that funny line from uh, uh, the movie Lincoln. I don't know if Lincoln actually said it, but do you remember what he says? The whole, uh, he's, he's trying to uh, quote the pastor. The pastor says, well, I would have given a shorter sermon, but I was lazy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> it's hard to do that. I know. I, I, yeah. I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, well, congratulations on that. I know Thanks. it's it's a team. There's all these things. There's ways churches can get involved and but the point is it's so also something that's been effective so really uh, i mean praise god that, that that's been used in such a way really i i think those are great stories because a lot of people would ask like i don't think i knew even when you started even working for me at that time that you had written that and i'm ah. like wait a minute <laughs> and then i remember seeing it like take off in sales i'm like this is amazing this little booklet's fantastic and i i think someone mentioned like oh yeah mary wrote that i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> i just like to like to keep it interesting let's just yeah 
Yes. And just so listen. Yeah. And so listeners know Mary would never bring this up. It's only us for the record. <laughs> so she's never like thrown it in conversation, uh, nor has even like thrown it high in like whatever version of not a resume, but like a bio bio or something. She's she's always very shy about it but uh um she's you're, you're, very humble that's true yes yeah. she's yes very I feel humble like the moment someone calls you humble is like the moment you're no longer that so. oh is that the kiss of death <laughs> i oh, don't know I, th- I think it might be oh no well now's <laughs> the time to prove that wrong that's right then you need to go the opposite just own it and just put it on top of the bio and uh let it be the thing that you bring up in but an actually interview. started as i am the most humble person in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good intro. Yes. Okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> well, well, Mary, you have gone on to write other things. One of them, which uh, I remember, like we, you know, I've had a policy at Lifeway to, you know, you had to, if you had a book or a Bible study or something, you had to kind of share it with your manager and then they kind of take it up to the channels first. And I remember when you like clearly like put this sent it to me and you're, you mentioned, I'm like, yeah, I've been working on a Bible study and you send me like the most amazing proposal that I've seen that I've never seen anything close to most book proposals would do. Like Mary put her like complete thoughts, prayers, uh, heart into something like this. It was amazing. So, um, I take no credit in getting it published. I'm just saying like, I think you're like, I don't know if this would like work, you know, you were like, I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like, yeah. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I just was, is fun, but everyday theology, your, your Bible Mm -hmm. study, which you won't say it, but we will, which was the gospel coalition's Bible study the year last year. I mean, come on. That's, it's a great study. Yeah. 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 We'll tell everyone a little bit about it if they haven't heard about it. Yeah, so it is an eight-week study through kind of the foundational truths of Christianity. So uh, doctrinal statements, it's kind of organized like a systematic theology. So you'd walk through concepts like scripture, God, uh, of course, Jesus, Holy Spirit, humanity, the church, the end times, and redemption. And so the goal there is is not to just like add up a whole bunch of wisdom or a whole bunch of knowledge about God, but to really allow those truths about God to inform uh, the way we live and the way we worship. And so I think often we're really good at forming God in our image instead of uh, the image of the one who's revealed in the Bible. We expect him to respond like a human would. We expect him to act like a human would. And so uh, my goal in writing it was like, we need to know the God whom we serve so that we can worship him appropriately. Uh, My first question after you had kind of told me some of that before, hey, can can I like go through this with a bunch of guys? (laughs) You're like, Dave, it's published by Lifeway Women. All right. (laughs) I'm not saying you can't go through it, right? You just need to keep in mind there are many lines in there that are addressed specifically to women so if you and a bunch of dudes can get around a fire pit i'm uh, i'm like this isn't even what you told me by the way i'm just kind of rolling with it i'm really good at putting uh wrong words into people's mouths um but yeah (laughs) but no but i was i was so impressed i i absolutely i've always seen the value in something like this just i i think there's either like this 
it's what like Wayne Grudem systematic theology yeah. or, or something that maybe is a little bit too light. And you kind of meet that beautiful middle where it's deep enough, more than deep actually, but it's not overwhelming to the point where like, Oh, I can't, well, it's everyday theology. It's meant for, for everyone too. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what, what's the feedback been also just from just everyday people going through it, man, uh, it has been so humbling. Uh, I get emails often about women who have decided to trust Jesus because of the way that they've walked through everyday theology. Um, women who say like their, their understanding of scripture, their desire to study has completely changed. And I've heard from a bunch of men too, who've said like, Hey, sometimes we just like color over the Lifeway women logo and we do, we do this together. And we threw a football analogy into one of the days, just, you know, to cater to the, to those folks. To dude it up a little bit. That's right. To dude it up a little bit. (laughs) And so there's not a ton that's like just for women, uh, which I hope is helpful, but yeah, I mean, it has been, uh, the Lord has been so sweet to, you know, prompt people to send encouragement and to keep me kind of in the loop on what God's doing and, um, and to hear even from people. I mean, very early on, I I heard from a lady who lives in Norway, who was like, my grandfather just decided to move toward euthanasia. And like, this was a comfort to my soul. And that's not a context I would have ever considered would be happening would that it would be read during because uh, that's that's not in our current context you know in, in small town Tennessee um, and yet it was just so sweet to hear her say like I'm using this and this has really helped me trust the Lord even when I don't understand yeah. wow I, it's in in and it's also amazing is like you're, you're in the days when you can get that type of response from people yeah. online and so on. Whereas sometimes you'd publish a Bible study in the past and unless someone wrote a letter to you or something like that, you would you really have no know. idea. Yeah. Wow. All around the world, Mary, did you ever think? Man, you know, I'll tell you as a child, it's, it's funny to kind of look back and see at 12 thinking, uh, the Lord may be calling you to, to missions at the time. Really. I had only seen women serve in like Sunday school classes for kids or overseas. And so when I really thought God was calling me to vocational ministry, I thought I got to move to Africa. I'm, I'm going to live in on the Savannah. I'm going to live in the bush. Like this house is going to work out. And, um, and then that didn't, you know, it, it wasn't the skill set that I necessarily had. And God was developing these other desires in me. And so to see God really still move that forward to say like, your feet can be in Tennessee and I can still do work on the other side of the world. Uh, and that I don't actually need you to be there is uh, very humbling and uh, just a really sweet, a really sweet gesture of the Lord to say, I've, I've been working this out since you were 12. You just didn't understand the details. Hmm. Did you, did you also dream you'd be writing just books in general as a kid in the sense of, I don't know, did you think it would be a mystery? Did you think it would be something totally different than this? Um, you know, I always love to write. I was the kid that was writing stories. Like I have journal after journal of ridiculous stories from when I was a child that I thought were so great. Like I was so sure 
that uh, the world needed these very, very silly stories. Uh, but it has just been, a, it really has kind of been a part of who I, I was from really the beginning. And yet I did not put together, at the time there weren't a lot of people really writing in the Bible study space. Beth Moore was just kind of coming on the scene. Um, and so I just didn't have a lot of context for how God could use that. So I thought it was something I would always do, but I did not think it was something I would do like vocationally. Sure. I can imagine. So, um, so tell us what's next, uh, in the Bible study world then. Um, well, you mean like just in general, where, where, well, no, where just Bible? for you, I, I, yeah. I've asked you before, like, to, you know, I, what's the follow-up Mary, come on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know yet. I have a couple of things I'm working on. God's really been moving in me uh, about the Holy Spirit, about his presence. Uh, I think we've been in a season of isolation uh, where people have not, I, I think I think we lean into the digital space when we want to feel togetherness. We, we When we feel alone, we lean into likely the wrong space. Uh, rather than into uh, the one who indwells us, the one who is with us. Um, and so I, I think, I don't know what format that will take, but that's, uh, and it, it may just live on uh, as a study that the Lord walks me through or, a, a you know, a piece of writing that the Lord walks me through. But that is definitely where I have been for the last year. And I just feel like God isn't really letting up. He's not, he hasn't released me from that assignment yet. Yeah. Well, since you've been also working in the book world, as well as clearly been involved in the Bible study world um, in the past year, we've been through plus past year, yeah. I should say. Um, what, what do you see really being most beneficial over the next year or two in terms of books and other messages being published are going to help people? Yeah, great question. I think um, I think we've seen the response to gentle and lowly as kind of the answer here of people are looking for something that isn't touchy feely happy like they they want something that's real something to hold on to that's going to last beyond the sitting of simply reading the content um, it's sitting on my desk right now i'm about to begin reading it for the second time uh, because mm -hmm. it's so well done mm -hmm. and what i love most about it is it's not um you know, uh, it's it's not Dane Ortland doesn't have a huge platform necessarily. He's not an influencer or someone we would look to and say, oh, man, he would sell a ton of books. Um, and it's it's been really sweet to watch God just raise up someone who is speaking the truth and who is speaking to people's hearts. I think uh, some key themes in there of like suffering and really yeah. seeing Jesus as being the one who takes that on and who is gentle and humble in spirit. And I, I think it is a message for our time. Mm -hmm. And now that we kind of walk towards COVID's exit, uh, hopefully we, we all kind of sit on the edge of our seats, hoping that that is indeed what we see coming. Uh, but I do think that, that there's going to be just, there's going to be some time. There's going to be a lot of needs that come that we have been avoiding because of the trauma of them in a lot of cases where it's like you don't see the need until you're kind of past the moment where you're in flight or fight mode uh, which i think a lot of people have kind of been in that hey my kids are home i'm trying to work i'm trying to feed all the people that need to be fed i you know i have all of these 
things that have to be done. I don't have time to sit in the truth of what is happening. And so I do think we're going to, we're going to see in publishing uh, books that are trying to meet some very real needs, some mm -hmm. needs of trauma, some needs of suffering, um, and, and to really speak to where, where we've been for the last year. Yeah. I, um, I think one of the reasons that I, I liked or and have appreciated gentle and lowly so much is, uh, really just is this is the spirit of it in that it's yes. like it's clearly written by someone who has deep conviction but that conviction has actually done what um what genuine conviction biblical conviction does which is it's created a tender and compassionate heart that exhibits yeah. the fruit of the spirit um and i mean i can see uh, such a great need for some some stuff that gives us some more stuff that gives us a really um loving slap upside the head um be particularly in the way that the last the last year especially but really the last oh gosh let's just go back to the rise of driscoll um so 15 years or so um how that has made um it acceptable to be a total jerk um, in the name of Jesus. And, um, I'm trying to clean up my language so that, uh, you know, I keep this a family friendly show. And, uh, so, cause I'd say something a lot worse, but, uh, I also like being employed. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, that's the thing is that it's like, there is something deeply ungodly in the way that we engage, um, one another. Um, and so I would love to see that walked back or that challenged at least a little yeah. bit. For sure. blessed, are, blessed are the meek, right? I mean, and, and yeah, no, you're not, you're not overreaching there, Aaron. I, I think it's, there is a trend for this type of Christianity and especially in the pug sphere. And it's a big backlash right now of, and it's not just him. The reality is we're all in danger of it in our own way. Mm -hmm. It's just, his is a very public version of it. Um, uh, but, but going back, just like why something like a gentle and lowly speaks, I have not read it yet. I will read it guys. I'm, I'm catching up on you all. I know it's been fun to see a book like that, which earlier say, boy, how does that become a bestseller? Gentle and lowly. Yeah. That's not very exciting. That's not very me, me, me. Um, and, you know, the year before, uh, we've talked about in the past, um, uh, the relentless uh, pursuit of, what's it called? Unhurried? Uh, it's the elimination. Elimination yeah. of hurry. Right. I mean, there's, you almost can get the sense of saying, okay, what COVID has done, and that published before COVID, but the, the point of it's still there, like we've all been pushed to kind of reevaluate our lives and the busyness of it. And, you know, God wants our hearts. He wants our time. He wants... He wants to slow down and uh, and 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 uh, and be with them. And as you say, the fruits of the spirit are are evident in messages like these. And uh, it's challenging. I know all a lot of us are built for to do things, so it's especially challenging, especially when we're in work atmospheres and whatever profession someone's listening to is is in. The reality is, we value production. We just do as a, as a society and but at what expense? And, uh, I realize when I'm producing a lot, 
oftentimes I'm doing at the expense of my time with the Lord. I, I just, it just is like, I get in a role and I realize, Oh, I kind of forget about kind of what this is all about. Um, so I'm brought back to reality. I look forward to reading that yeah, book. It's mm-hmm. excellent. And yeah. you mentioned the Beatitudes as well. We have a project coming called world on fire that kind of is touching on a lot of those same things we were discussing. It's a group of eight, eight women. Uh, I got to be a part of, of the process there and each took on a beatitude and uh, just trying to really also show like, here is the disconnect between what, what we're acting like as a society or what is, is being seen in culture <clears throat> versus what God has really called us to. I think about the beatitudes and I say it often, but it is something we could all spend our entire lives seeking to achieve, you know, through the, of course, through the help of the Holy Spirit. But even so, uh, we'd still be lacking because it is so, uh, it, it's just uh, so difficult to really, you know, those fruits of the Spirit and and that meekness and, and kindness and gentleness. And, um, and so we're excited about World on Fire, but we're hoping that churches will read it together and say, Hey, here's, here's where we really failed. Uh, I think in early in this year, when everyone was kind of arguing about everything, at least in my local church, we really realized like, Oh, this is, this is a discipleship crisis. Like mm-hmm. we yeah. thought, we thought we knew where people were, uh, but we didn't actually. So we're hmm. hoping that that will answer some of those, some of those problems. Yeah, that becomes really good ministry opportunity, especially in the local church of, of reminding people of that. And everyone's so weary when they get there on Sunday, if they've been going every week, twice a week, or it's been like the one time during COVID, they're able to like come back and like, they're all weary, you know? And, yeah. and I, and I know we can play the perspective game and, and say, oh, let's, you know, we're doing so well compared to so and so compared to India right now, yeah. for example. Of course, you know, but it's a pretty low uh, bar. You it's know. a pr- I, right. But the point is, you know, you've got people who feel, feel very alone and very exhausted from it. Um, I saw, share, you know, around the internet today. It's it's a Friday. We're sharing this just about. Uh, I saw Rachel Maddow's comments about, you know. Uh, about trying to get back to almost judging people by their character as opposed to are they wearing a mask or not yeah. <laughs> and, uh, i mean i was kind of the message and i'm like yeah i mean i i uh now that kind of here we are rallies we can try and get back to such black and white perspectives on things and just get to enjoy people and getting to know them and understand their perspective as opposed to screaming and lord's working and all that so Yep. very cool yep. wow uh mary that's great i love uh I'm, I'm really glad you brought that book up because aaron so did you finish it though i'm Gentle still working love? on it okay I'm all right, right. On it. it's such a Your slow bad. burn for me because okay. like i can only read it in a certain at a certain time of day and in a certain mood and so i'll read like three or four chapters then i'll put it down for like three weeks yeah um just because it's like that's i'm fair. just chewing on it yeah. yeah, it's definitely not like a a, a novel that you're just going to breeze through because you can't wait to to find out what happens. It's one that takes a lot more effort to really chew through, like you said, Aaron. Yeah, 
Yeah. Now, there's a there's a comment that both of you made that I think is really helpful for people to think about when it comes to Christian Christians in writing. Um, and you both used the word ministry quite a bit there um, as we were talking about that book, but also just thinking about publishing in general. It's like that is... I think that's something that's really that's both really easy for the people who do the writing to forget sometimes that it's like the reason that if you're a Christian and you're writing specifically for this kind of this kind of purpose that it's it's actually an expression of ministry um but it's also really difficult for people who are reading these books to think about it that way too cuz mm-hmm. I mean you know, Mary, you you know, you work on you work on Lifeway's trade publishing side. You guys put out a lot of books, yeah. but not that many compared to other publishers, but still a lot mm-hmm. of books. Um, you know, there is um, people can cynically look at stuff like that and and say, oh, well, they're just doing it for, you know, they're just doing it for the money. Um and you know the cynics you know the cynics make those kind of comments all the time but um i appreciate i i just really appreciate the 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 attitude of like no this is actually to serve people um and to help them know jesus that's that's really important so absolutely yeah so thanks for bringing that to publishing (laughs) and keeping it in publishing that's certainly the goal. I don't know that we succeed every single time, but that is certainly well, the goal. Yeah, but no one does. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, it's just like how when people look at a book and they expect perfection. Um, again, in our ca- especially in our category, that it's like you're never going to have a 100% orthodox book um, because everyone is wrong on some point. The question is, is just how much is wrong? Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, except for my next book, it's going to be except completely 100% fine. <laughs> Just fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, well, considering the amount of uh, pop music that I've thrown into the, the chapter title so far, uh, I think I'm going to have to include a Spotify playlist for that. <laughs> you absolutely do. Yes. yes. Man. Then people will wonder, is this guy even a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, how to, how to, how to Christian. I figured out our title. How to. There we Christian. go. Yeah, we've like been working that. on how trying to, to figure Christian. out what the title is for a long time. So. How to Titling Christian. Man. How Hard. to Christian really good. <laughs> Christian harder. <laughs> Christian. So good. Well, all right, Mary. So um, uh, you are due with baby number three uh, in the next month, right? Yeah, so. Very soon. Oh my! So, baby girl on the way, which is fantastic. So, um, we were having a little debate before we started recording about what the. Even though I know you've already announced the baby name, but we'd like to go with the. We'd like uh, to liter- have a say in this. We'd like to have a <laughs> say. We would. Okay. So, so w- go ahead and share what the baby's name is. It is. Um, yes, the baby will be Adel- Adeline Elizabeth. I will call her Addie. So, uh, but our last name is Wiley. So we just, we don't have, I mean, the, the list of boy names was super long. 
and the list of girl <clears throat> names had like two names on it and we already have a daughter so it was pretty easy to choose uh to yeah. choose this second one yeah I, I, I love it so so no uh willa wiley or uh what, what other yes riley 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 wiley um i know put ey pretty much in front yeah. of any girl's name and you got well, it right there Janie wiley yeah. that's right that's right <laughs> so good well it uh um yeah i think you've said you've settled well there the ey's are tricky when it comes to that um so I had a, uh, a college, my college golf coach, um, he, I can top this. His name was Larry Lawrence. No. Yes. No, 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 hold on. <laughs> and his name was actually Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. No, it was so not. It absolutely was. He went by Larry Lawrence. I know we all thought he was joking until we finally saw it like on his driver's license. I thought this, this just can't be. His parents are so cruel. And so we, we okay. just, we just call him cubed and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I know I just, I'd never, Man. well, I, I mean, you're kind of setting up that kid for, for disappointment. Cause it's like, I mean, Lawrence, he kind of, Lawrence, Lawrence, he owned imagine the teachers like reading his name, like as a right. first grade teacher. And you're like, surely this is a typo. Yeah. It's like, is this a prank? Something is wrong here. <laughs> right they're up to something no it wasn't no and ironically my high school golf coach's name was uh lauren st lawrence so i went from lauren st lawrence to larry lawrence 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 Goodness lawrence gracious. a lot of lawrences i know who so, knows Dave, if you had another child would you uh name that child lawrence uh it, it just didn't make Schrader, that, Schrader. didn't make the schrader schrader <laughs> it's actually you know it actually you know continue to this day people to say schrader schroeder that's what i'm saying hey schrader schroeder because they're like schrader, i don't know how to schrader. pronounce i don't know how to pronounce your last name so i'm just going to say both and I, at least i know i'm 50 there so um yeah there you go um addy adeline i love that that's a very sweet name, great so. name. i know oh that'd be great oh mary it's uh I know. <laughs> so you got, you got a crazy summer ahead. Go girl. Yes, we do. <laughs> As we're talking about for right, right, right. When John decides to go into camp season, this is going to be a blast. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, while you're at it and uh, as of Friday, please remind John that the reds are four and a half games back from the Cardinals. <laughs> be sure yeah, to pass that on feeling. to him. He's not feeling good about that. I don't know okay. what any of that means. But I'll pass it along. All right. Just just let him know that. All right. I uh so that's why I was looking at my phone, like, let me just check on things, just so John's <laughs> aware. That's it. I love your husband. He's so much he's fun. Great. I know he's always envied me driving a minivan. Um and which has made me really appreciate John on a deeper <laughs> level because everybody makes fun of me driving a minivan. I just I'm not bothered by it at all. I just but I think it's my but John finally one day, the one and only fellow father and husband yes. who's like he just like my minivan I'm like man I, I drive that yeah absolutely he really and thought he really thought that the third kid would be the one he's like we have to have a minivan now and i was like no 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 our suv will fit three it's fine he was like i don't think i don't think so i was like go try mm. <laughs> so, i love it mary that's very it sensible <laughs> it it really is well done mary whereas my wife just said yeah that fits dave yeah that's just that that fits him yeah, Brooks said fine. Yeah, you you drive it. That's fine. <laughs> I love it. 
See, we we have three kids, and we got rid of our minivan. Um, you know, the the Rusty McJunkerson, as we had uh, affectionately named it. Uh, yeah, but but do you have a ninety pound lovable dog? All right, I'm just telling you, he goes everywhere with us. No, we literally. I don't. We make very big financial decisions based on this dog. I'm telling you. I'm noticing right? this, Dave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's true. Uh, if we had a big dog, there would be nowhere for that dog to fit. Yeah. We have we a have very a strong dog. no pets rule. Yeah. Oh. Why, no pets. Though? Do you just not like love, Aaron? Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we can't, we've got allergies here like so my wife's got pretty strong dog allergies she's got cat allergies um i just don't i just don't want them and because i i have no soul so let's just admit it so so can can i just tell you like how how mary you're gonna especially appreciate this and and aaron will too i have another author of mine that i represent and I can't reveal exactly the project, but let's just say it involved research about cat stories. <laughs> you didn't have to do any research. You so just got to at. tell them. And who do you think did a one-hour Zoom with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 and, oh, I could have kept going on and on. So I, I just, the content was endless. We had to cut the meeting short. She said, no more. I can't take any more of your crazy cat stories. Please stop. Oh my goodness. So, Did she curl up in the fetal position on the, on, you know, on camera, on the floor? Oh man, gosh. Just it was, to get uh, away from it. Dave, how many I, yeah. cats do you have at your house today? I, I still I, I still have four since the last time we worked together. Still four. Are they and, the same okay, four? Okay. Um, they are the same four, oh, okay. uh, which is yeah, which is which is nice and healthy. So that, you know everything's going great with them. They are awesome. I've got one that I know this is not good for podcast life, but one that sits like a regular person. <laughs> I. I feel like I feel like I should put we should post this on the you show should. notes. Definitely we should, should well, we should definitely post it on our Instagram for this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that gonna be our episode? It is it's That's a picture cat. of it's a picture of Mimi, our youngest cat, who is a bobtail cat, doesn't have one. So she since she doesn't have a tail to deal with, she just sits like a regular person. <laughs> Not like for a moment, you know, some animals like roll over and they catch themselves like in the sitting position. No, she chooses to spend maybe an hour just sitting in her chair, <laughs> looking at you, looking at you like she's going to murder you in your sleep, right? That's, That's what happens. Cat to do looks that. like that, right? I know. It's because this is what they're going to do. They're uh, an apex it, predator, just tiny. <laughs> pretty much. So we have to lock them up at night for fear of, uh, of, of our lives being cut short. Yeah, Brooke fell asleep much earlier than me the other night, and she had like a couple cats in the bed. And I had to remove them because I thought, no, nah, this couldn't, this may not end well. There'll be knives, there'll be all sorts of things. So I'm, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna let that happen on my watch. So yeah, <laughs> sorry. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you are taking care of your family, Dave. Um, you no. can go one step further and just get rid of the cats. They're so much fun. <laughs> you have no idea. I, I had no. cats when I was younger. Okay. There's a reason I don't have cats. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Okay. Story yeah. for another okay. day. Yeah. 
You mean you don't enjoy like accidentally sleeping in urine? Uh, you enjoy... that has never happened because if you that happened, I would not have a cat anymore. You don't enjoy like me walking down the stairs when I wake up at five and I slip on cat vomit on the floor. Do you mean you don't enjoy me having a wonderful, peaceful experience, having my coffee, got my feet up, and I'm reading a nice novel, and all of a sudden I hear a. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost every listener they're done yeah see <laughs> i'm or, just saying or a whole bunch of cats got dropped off at a shelter <laughs> <laughs> and they're all coming to this guy's house that's right, <laughs> right? <laughs> i think you might need to check with brooke on that <laughs> oh man Gee, this is the life we have chosen uh so i take full responsibility for it i know some people are like like, is this really Brooke Singer? You seem like you really enjoy this. I'm like, I'll admit it. I enjoy it. It's, it's, you come to just accept this is what life is. And I just make the most of it. So there you go. They generally are fun. How, this is my fault. I took this to a cat zone. Uh, you is, always do. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, okay yeah i don't know mary this is not what you wanted uh but you know here you go so it's not what our, but, not what our listeners wanted it's not what i wanted today either. i know i know you have a dog but i'm just saying like we could throw we you know each child also needs a cat nope. to keep them nope. busy i can hook you up okay i don't need anything else to feed anything uh, gosh mary Get get your sleep, girl. Get your sleep. All right. Oh, <laughs> I can. Gosh, no, we're, we're we're really excited for you. In all seriousness, it's going to be another another big year, and the world's opening up. All these fun things. So that's, right. <laughs> that's true. We all have to get used to hiding our reactions a lot better again. It's true. You know, because all the mask yeah. mandates in Nashville are ending, and being yes. around people is a thing again. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't bode well for the uh, introverts. Uh, they have to kind of get out again. I know. Do they? Well, they don't Do have they? to. I think. I think it's like it's like you're scheduling a meeting. You know, in the past, would say, "Hey, you want to get together for a coffee or something?" See, the introvert has to answer that question now, or is this acceptable? Or a phone call? Or just email me and I'll respond when I want to respond. Um, I'm just saying. That's that's these are the things we have to deal with. Um, I'm serious though. It's, it's pretty crazy in Nashville. Mary, I don't know if you've been downtown lately, but man, yeah. cra crazy. it's crazier than pre pandemic. What is going on? There. It's Are like there more pedal taverns more than ever. Oh my goodness. Is it only pedal taverns? Uh, <laughs> it's that and worse. I don't oh, know no. what it is. Mardi Gras carnival activity going on down in Broadway. It's crazy. Uh, not that I know anything about that. I've read about that and seen that. I don't know. Uh, I've never been to New Orleans. So stop, stop looking at me and hearing me that way. Guys, um, guys, hold on, hold on. Can you just imagine? So there is a certain denomination that is having a big meeting in Nashville. In mm -hmm. Can you imagine what is going to happen when said meeting happens in Nashville? I, and yeah. it's Petal Tavern City. Yeah. Gosh, all right. Good times. I know. Now, right. on on that note, um, I know Mary. We promised to keep you only until three thirty. Um, and you know, we're all still kind of doing our doing our day, so we want to be sensitive to your time. 
So let's ask one big important question of each other before we wrap this. What are we all reading? Man, great question. Uh, I I don't know about you guys. I like to have a couple of different books kind of in the process at the same time. So I just finished today sitting at the feet of Rabbi Jesus by Ann Spangler. Mm-hmm. That was an immediate follow-up to reading uh a very similar book by Kenneth Bailey called Jesus through Middle Eastern eyes. It has revolutionized the way that I read scripture. Um, and so it's been so fascinating to me. And then I'm also knee deep in, uh, the Holy spirit by Greg Allison. I think the man's brilliant. I read Mm -hmm. just about everything he releases. Also, I finished yesterday rejoice and tremble by Michael Reeves. I'm also kind Mm -hmm. of a Michael Reeves fan girl. And so it is, excellent and then i'm for fiction i am trying to decide you guys may have a, a heavy leaning my next frederick back is it backman or bachman, bachman. I, I, okay well bachman <clears throat> i've read uh, a man called ove and i've read anxious people and now i I, I've, I loved both, and so I'm trying to decide what to read next. I'm thinking about Beartown. Uh, so Beartown is fantastic. It is, obviously, it has some very sensitive subject matter in it, so um, just Good to know. be, yeah. be it, mentally prepared for that kind of thing if you go with that one. Um, I would maybe do um, either Britt Marie was here or mm-hmm. my grandmother... Um, uh, my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry. Sorry? She's sorry. 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 <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. No. Yeah, thank you. I'll put those on the list. Uh, mm-hmm. I go through his novels super fast anyway, mm-hmm, yeah. and so I'll probably have time for all three. There you go. Mm-hmm. They're delightful. They and are. Um, even the really dark stuff that he writes about is amazing. So mm-hmm. I would definitely, uh, you'll, you can't go wrong. All right, mm-hmm. Dave, what do you got? Uh, I'm still finishing up open Andre Agassi's memoir, which is again, as awesome as it was in the beginning. So yeah, I can't recommend that enough. Nice. Nice. That's so, cool. There you go. Very cool. Well, what about I've you, got, uh, well, I've got, um, uh, I just finished Brian Cranston's a life in parts and it was amazing. Um, it's full of all kinds of inappropriate things, but, um, but it made for great texting with Dave. And, uh, I am also just, a, I'm over halfway through, um, uh, the last kind, is it the last kind word saloon? The, the Larry McMurtry book. Um, and then we get to go back to our episode. Yeah. <laughs> So um, it's I I have finally gotten more than fifty three pages into a Larry McMurtry book, guys. This is good news. So, and it's great. It's funny. It's again. It's got a lot of uh, question. It's got some content, but uh, that's the way it is. All right. Well, Mary, thank you for thank you. hanging out with us. This was so much fun, um, and for Plus. putting up with our nonsense. Plenty of it. Anytime. And, and John, four and a half games back. Just That's right. make sure you deliver that message. That's it. I love and I love him. And if he wants to go roll around town hanging with me in the minivan, I'm open. So That's right. okay. yeah. you gotta jump up and down though to get like the, the hydraulic effect going. Yes. So because uh, Dave didn't spring for that. But um, so listeners, you know what to do. Five star ratings, reviews all around. We'll talk to you later.
This is an area code podcast.